an interview uh but uh when uh when i was setting up some other interviews with casey i said can i have nathan and becky from the iron roses (laughs) (laughs) and uh and he and of course casey said yeah we can make that work uh the iron roses new record is available now courtesy of iodine recordings and i am so excited to welcome Nathan Gray and Becky Fontaine from the Iron Roses to Why Did We Ever Meet? Nathan, yeah, Becky, welcome! Hi, hi! Thank you for having us. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I, I'm so glad to have you both. Um, up front, I do want to say, uh, Nathan, your voice has been a constant in my life for many, many years. Uh, your music has been a, a, a huge part of my life for many years. And at, at some of the darkest times when I would look around the world and go, how the fuck do we fix this? <laughs> you were writing from a place of we've got hope. And it's so to have you both here because the iron, uh, the, this record is so good. We're going to get into it, but <laughs> I, it, it's an honor to have you both here. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> of course. So I want to start with this. How did how did this come to be? How did how did the Iron Roses it, it, it formed out chart. of chart? Let me get the org chart out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the strings like a murder scene. Yeah. Like, uh, um so this all came out of um no pun in. No pun in. <laughs> this all came out. it's like that Seinfeld episode um this all came out of what stayed as my solo stuff Mm -hmm. um and that's sort of where this all sprang forth from sure it wasn't intentional but it did uh so uh and I only say that because once I got to Rebel Songs was right around when I got sick and tired of being a solo artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As from Feral Hymns on, Becky has been doing backup vocals sure. on um, on the working title tour. Michael, our bass player, was playing bass back then, but he was just a poor bassist, you know? Sure. Um, and then in Rebel Songs, we had Phil come in and do some rapping and different things and then found out he played guitar (laughs) and um that's sort of how this came about it was becky and i in the studio um for rebel songs Mm -hmm. and me going this has to change (laughs) and she's cool i'll help you let's do this you know and so becky and i started gathering people Um, okay bill and michael were pretty much the first because Bill, we had him trapped in the studio and he couldn't say no. And um, Michael was already on board with being a touring bass player. Um, and and it just seemed, you know, from there, getting a drummer and another guitarist was a chore. It was hard. Yeah. It was heartbreakingly hard. Yeah. It went through a lot of different folks to see who would fit with the other four of us, you know? Um, and it was, it was a, it was a challenge, 
but we finally got to it. And funny enough, we always say that this band actually didn't really form until we were in the studio for this album. Oh, wow. That was that was when we were like, OK, we did it. We got it. We missed the right team. This is the right people. Yeah. And when it started becoming less me focused and started becoming about every little part of this band mm-hmm. because it was one it was once we got into the studio with this album that Pedro, Michael, um Phil and Becky started creating their own parts out of what had been written and and it was like okay all right yeah. here we go let's do this <laughs> you know and and I started giving away more of what I was sort of controlling of it. Sure. And they were taking it and running with it. And it was great. And it made this album and it's going to make hopefully many albums from here. So I, 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 I don't envy the pressure of starting from that point of like, at the end of the day, people are going to identify you first. Yeah. Typically you know, I, with, with your history. And so I, it's an unenviable position to like, yeah. no, we're going to, re- we're going to extract that and we're going to make this yeah. about the collective, yeah. but it's been it, a work in progress. <laughs> sure. And, and it's starting all, accounts, all over again. Yeah. Right. So by all accounts, it, this, this collection of people is what made that a possibility, the right musicians, Correct. the right mindset, the right hearts. And, Mm-hmm. It, it and you both know this when you're in that setting you're just like mm, this is it this is this is the yeah, fucking yeah, moment yeah. we're all yeah, clicking yeah. that's i that, i love that uh yeah so i want to protest music is a we're gonna say that is a a broad term mm-hmm. but um and i'm from protest music my mom's family <laughs> are guthrie's so oh well there you have it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, so Woody Guthrie, you know, that's that's a part of our family. So mm-hmm. you're very familiar with that. But yeah. protest music, by and large, I don't know that people think of punk and hardcore and, and the bands that have, have done that for this long. Um, as We don't call it protest music all the time, but that is what I always come back to with the Iron Roses, is like, this is, exemplifies yeah. protest music to me. This exemplifies standing up and, and, and uh, with that, with the risk of sounding corny, literally screaming for change. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Was, was it a deliberate choice of like, I want this to be protest music. This is what we are. This is, or was this a, it, did it organically spring out of the songwriting the two of you were doing? little bit of both i mean yeah i it it's organic because we are who we are as people like each Mm. we are a diverse band Mm. of six individuals from very different backgrounds and cultures and identities and Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah like we are as people politically socially driven so naturally our songs will reflect that and like i I don't want to sing about getting drunk and partying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right. what does yeah. that do yeah. for the world? So, right. I mean, we are all people that have something to say, and we play to people who need a community mm-hmm. to be a part of, and that's mm-hmm. not necessarily intentional, but I think that is just 
who we are and what we put out and that's therefore what we get back. So, yeah. And that's what makes it, and I think why it um, resonates with people because it's not a put on, it's not an act, you know, it's just like, well, if I'm writing a song, this is what honestly came to me. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I need to write a political song. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, that's just what music is for me. It's a release of those personal and political Mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah. Right. Separation there. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that, that there's oftentimes, I, I, I think people do forget that when you speak in the context of protest music, so to speak, that like, it wasn't a deliberate, like, we are a protest music yeah. band. It was, this is, this is what's on my heart. This is what's on my mind. And I, how do I express it through my music? And uh, that's where, that's where it becomes like, that's what makes it genuine. I, I think the thing that is most astonishing to me with the Iron Roses is it is such accessible music. And I mean that <laughs> in, in the most complimentary, yeah, no, thank complimentary you. way possible. You're writing music that is 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 challenging your audience to enact change in their community and spread that out. But it is the funnest, <laughs> most energetic uh, yeah. loving, positive music. You could filter that through. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 It's And and in that, like, we have made a conscious effort to make sure that we stay true to ourselves and that we not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Mm. You know, okay. If, if you see any of this stuff we put out, we're goofy. <laughs> yes. We're ridiculous, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's the whole band. We, uh, we don't want to be another band because I feel like there's plenty of bands that have been out there that are very preachy and very staunch and mm. like, oh, you know, this is how it is. You know, talking at people. Yeah, talking at yes. people instead of just celebrating with them, you know. Yeah. Hey, we all know this shit is wrong. Let's sing about it and have a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I hope and I believe that that sets us apart in a way with yeah. what we do because the music and everything, it's not a downer. You no. Know? It's not a bummer to listen to and go, oh, Jesus is so heavy. The world's already too heavy. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I just, while you were talking, I just in my head created this really hysterical scenario where like a super right wing person hears our song on the radio and just starts bopping. And then they hear the, like the words and they're like, fuck, fuck. damn it. Damn it. I'm <laughs> dancing to this. Got me it's, again. The, it's the greatest trick you could ever pull. Yeah. yeah. It's just damn iron roses. It's too good to deny. I'm sorry. You have to like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and and honestly, if you have good ideas and you have a good positioning on how you feel about the world. Yeah. Shouldn't that be yeah. something that people are attracted to? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, yeah. It shouldn't be that people are like people aren't attracted to angry and just, I mean, they are, but probably for the wrong reasons you know yeah so it's it's just nicer to just be free and light and fun yeah there's uh and the thing the other great thing about it is all of the different elements of every musician in in the iron roses past sprinkles in right and it's organic like there's nothing about it to me that sounds like oh they deliberately stuck that in because of (laughs) a or this is a breakdown because of so and so. Yeah, yeah. We it, couldn't tell you why there's certain parts in these songs. <laughs> hey, why did you do this? I don't, I don't fucking know. know. Sounded right. good. Yeah. Sounded good. It good. Just happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> now, 
in a live setting, uh, I, I mean, I've I've absorbed so much footage of your live shows, and uh, and part of me is like, so first of all, you uh, Iron Roses played at the Detroit Pride event, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my fa- we were out of town, and I was <laughs> so like, because we're we go to Detroit for everything. We're in Slido. We go to Detroit for everything. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> just crushed. <laughs> Uh, so I'm constantly watching videos of y'all play, and it's an undeniable fun party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I, I I bring this up because I, I I have to wonder: does that maybe people that would have their guard up, does that get their guard down, and maybe they're more receptive yes. to what you're about? Yes. 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 That is our goal with the live show. Like I Mm. always talk about envisioning a space where nobody has to feel like they are not, you know, put together enough or cool enough or Mm. queer enough or straight enough or black enough, you know, to be in that moment with us up front, just losing their shit. Like it's very important that we break that wall down before we even start or even within that first song. And a lot of that is done with, how we interact on stage and like you know there's interaction between the two boss and then we kind of go out and scoop up the crowd and so that is my favorite part about our live shows and why i'm always like our the experience of the iron roses kind of completes in the live show like you you're you're really going to understand us when you get to see that live yeah Um, yes (laughs) um the uh the the live show itself, uh, what did it? Because you're coming from like like you said, Nathan, you said that basically the band became whole in the studio. Mm-hmm. So, um, were was there any concern of like, well, this is this collective going to translate live properly, or did it just did it just flow right out of the studio onto the stage? And you're like, this shit all works. <laughs> well, I mean. There's always concerns, but I mean, I think it, just like with the studio, the first show we played out of the studio, we actually did a um, a show in D.C. that was a, an album release show for American TV, American television. American television sorry. Yeah. And um, and we, without announcing it, just played our album that wasn't released yet front to back uh, as our set. And that was another moment where we went. Yeah. 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 Yeah, All right. Like we didn't have to like nobody was there for us anyway. Like they were there for the for the other band. So but people were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like 30 minutes, like yeah, people, yeah, people were at the merch table, like, what did you just do? (laughs) Like, you know, like it was great. (laughs) It it is truly like, but that's those are like the best rock and roll stories, right? Where Yo, like, yeah, because somebody what somebody was at that show that ten years from now is like gonna be like I saw the Iron Roses yeah. out of nowhere at this show wasn't expecting to yeah. see them blew my fucking mind and it, it you know it can it can transform people we've all experienced that with a record or seeing a band live where you're just like I'm never gonna be the same again and <laughs> it's it's exciting know you know I, like, I know I won't <laughs> yeah so. As as this thing has started to unfold, like how did how did uh, iodine come into play with all of this? Was it just kind of a natural thing well, it to go? Started, 
it started with Casey sort of rescuing me with the solo album. Uh, okay. I was parting. I was parting ways with uh, and hits, and I needed somewhere for this album for Rebel songs to go, mm. uh, so that it could get anything in the U.S. and like you know what I mean because it was just over in Europe for the for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was parting ways, and I was like, "Listen, if you put this out, then you get the next album, good or bad." Which, okay. fortunately, it turned out well. And it was funny because I was just talking to Casey at best. I was like, I want to make sure you know that I understand the risk you took on that. <laughs> because you, you put out an album. Back. Yeah, like, you put out an album that had already been out that wasn't going to sell many copies. Yeah. For the hope. For the hope that the next one wouldn't suck. Yeah. You know, like, this next one could have been awful. Yeah. You know, he had no idea. Yeah. So, I feel like we did him. We so. did right by him on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, objectively speaking, I think you did. Thank you. Just fine. I need by to him. check this food in the oven real yeah. quick. It you're, smells like it's burning. One second. You're fine. Don't you're fine. <laughs> because Be- Becky, I have to. I have to tell you, I uh, the other day, I uh, are you a crier when you listen to music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Good. Good. That makes me okay. I, I am too. I am too. Constantly. And you snuck in on me. I've listened to this record a million times. Right. Yeah. And, and the, my favorite thing is I can tell, I can tell different types of people, like listen to this, listen to the Iron Roses, listen to the Iron Roses, of varying backgrounds, you know, musically, yeah. uh, because it's like, I, I can attract my scoff friend with this. <laughs> yep. I can attract my punk rock friend with this. I can, yeah. Uh, I can attract my political activist friend with this. It's a great thing to have. It's a nice tool. There's a, there's a, a, a Brit, what I would call a bridge in one of the songs where you, it's just you yeah. and you fucking snuck in on me. And the next thing I know I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm and, not and, sorry and, at all. And I was like, I got to find a way to let her know this without saying like, you really fucked me up the other day. <laughs> And, and Nathan, you, you you do the same. I, so that's the other thing I want to ask: How does it feel to find your perfect harmonizing companion and in, in singing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found them yet. <laughs> I said it. I set you up. I, you did. Um, it's awesome. It's um, it's it's crazy to be able to let go and even more so like we've already been talking about like the next album and how we're going to <clears throat> utilize both of our vocals as front people as yes. opposed to just me and a harmonizer you know yeah yep. switching up those roles and trying to even more so play to what we did on this album yes which is, which is I, i'm gonna pat ourselves on the back it was a cool fucking idea like coming up with this like punk duet yeah you know where both of the vocals are present in the mix it's not like, like hers are back in the background mm-hmm. it's like this all the songs have like a duet feel to them yes and and um that's that's fun as shit um yeah. but um it feels rad and it also feels cool to be able to step back and play to my strengths as opposed to just taking over everything. Yes. You know I mean? like, yes. I, I, like, absolutely. Yeah. 
So I can just sort of do what I do. Becky can do what she does and we can play off each other with that. And it just, I mean, like, like you've noticed, it's magical. It is. Right? There's no other way to put it. Like I, yeah. I'm, I can't be like humble about it. <laughs> it it <fucking> hey. works. <laughs> when something works, it works. Yes. You and know? you shouldn't deny that, you know, like, yeah, if it, if it came together so perfectly, like, fuck yeah you'd be like this yeah. is fucking awesome we sound fucking awesome together and <laughs> yeah and you should all like how we sound together <laughs> right which i mean was noticeable from feral hymns on like i mean she came mm. in and did backups for every for every album i've done and, yeah uh, the solo stuff and um and it was obvious then that like those harmonies just work together and then going into this album where it wasn't me just giving her a harmony um, yeah, Becky creating her own harmonies and vocalizations and things just took it to a complete other level. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also having two strong vocalists yeah. like. Like of equal power pushing yeah. that, like it's inevitably going to attract is <laughs> of of you know varying types of audience members yeah. to do yeah. the to those different elements and yeah. and ultimately like it wins over more people i would think yes <laughs> yeah without yeah. a doubt i think that also having a band that represents the audience yeah you know we have yes. people from all walks of life on that stage mm. it makes people feel more welcome when they come in it's not just yes a bunch of white dudes, straight white dudes on stage doing the same fucking thing, you know? Yep. Yep. So yep. It's, it's nice. No. And I, I that, yeah, that kind of leads me to is something else I, I wanted to discuss about, you know, that authenticity. Um, <clears throat> we, we have watched. So I, being in Ohio, uh, I, I'm in fucking like, <laughs> You know, yep. and uh, it, it it's hard to to raise to raise kids who are um, who are uh, who I, I have two kids who are both on the queer spectrum and 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 they've been raised in an environment where they can be. And I do think this generation of kids has more um, accessibility in terms of like support, not just for those of us who who give a fuck as we should but also their peers. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing, knowing the, knowing the things you've both been through in life that you're comfortable talking about um, and seeing like, seeing what I saw, what we saw in Ohio this week, you know, the short version is Ohio uh, uh, codified and uh, enshrined constitutional rights for, for women uh, and Mm -hmm. the reproductive rights. Um, of course, these these fucking dickheads are going to try and fuck it up because it's what they yeah, do. Doubt. They yeah. only know destruction and that's what they're going to yeah. try and do. And we also we also uh, enacted legalizing recreational marijuana mm-hmm. Two totally different subjects. But the bottom line being we deserve our autonomy. We deserve the right mm-hmm. to be who we are and mm-hmm. and make decisions on our own behalf. And Becky, I know you and I had a brief conversation yesterday about next step is protecting trans kids. Yes, mm-hmm. And yes. <clears throat> knowing that I see the Iron Roses as a as a beacon for trans kids. And I would think that's probably something very close to both of your hearts. 
without yep. a doubt. Uh, <laughs> are you getting to have conversations at shows with kids who are like, hey, I, I found y'all and it's, or, or just, you know, adults. We, I, I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends who discovered themselves in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And what a hard time to discover yourself because you're isolated. We're oh, fucking real. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so how, how is that weighing in for, um, for the Iron Roses? I think both live and online, we've had a lot of great experiences and new friends that we've, we've gotten. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. who now come out to shows because they feel safe and they feel comfortable coming to shows and knowing that they're going to be celebrated, that they're going to be treated with love and respect. Um, yeah. Not only that, but I've also, I've personally, I had one situation which was um, before b- before we did this album and yeah. I was touring solo as Nathan Gray and the Iron Roses, when I'd go over to Europe, I'd have a whole different band. Mm. We played a few festivals, and there was this little, like, little group of non-binary kids <laughs> that just lost their damn minds, like, over it. Like, they were just so excited, like, to come talk to me, to be like, like, they saw me on stage, they heard things I was talking about, and they were just stoked that a band yes. there represented them, you know? Yes. Or, like, when we just played in... Um, Atlanta... And it, or Ackworth, there's a queer. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of actually. We had a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Norfolk. That's really funny. In Norfolk, um, there was a a group of like non-binary kids that just happened to be there. That yeah, night. yeah. Okay. They didn't come to see us, but when they left, they bought shirts. They got <laughs> our like Instagram. They got like all this stuff. Like, and it's just so cool to see that where you see these kids that. Um, maybe normally feel a little out of place. Like mm. all of a sudden you see their head perk up like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, hey, okay. I'm going to check this out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool. And then you just see this huge smile on their face, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, the awkward one I was going to talk about is just, um, we there's a, a, a queer married couple that are fans of ours. And when we played last month, there we played at a venue that was open to all ages and they brought their queer children so it was like a whole queer family outing and yeah i love that because awesome. yeah those songs especially in the new album those songs are for those kids like yeah those yeah, songs abs- are for you. yes so being able to sing that to them and see them singing it back was just like oh. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, and it, it it's awesome singing songs to the next generation, like old guard and stuff like yeah. that, where it's like, hey, it's yes. all yours yeah. now. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of much better than we did. They always have to hear angry old white guys yelling about how yes. they're taking over. Well, of course they're <laughs> fucking taking over. You're old. Die already. Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, get, out, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I, I, I've, I used to say this a lot. <laughs> and part of me is like, it sounds really morose. But I, I just remember watching shit unfold and going, man, I can't fucking wait till my grandparents' generation dies. Like, yeah, they're just they're they've they're fucked. They've fucked so many things up. And then, you know, and then, yep. you know, yep. our parents' generation, the boomers fucked up stuff yep. even yep. more. Yeah. And <sighs> and then yeah. then you we get into the generational blame game. Of, you yeah, know, where, yeah. where, where, you know, like, well, they pick their pick themselves up by the bootstraps. Everybody gets a trophy. You fucking made this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a mess. Yeah. 
And you my blame- favorite thing about this though is that watching boomers and millennials argue and Gen X gets left out of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. It's like Oh, we I, weren't here. We have no idea what you're talking about. You know, eventually they're going to get us. Eventually, I I keep, they're going to go, they're going to look in the we'll corner tell and go, them. what are you doing? Right. Making queer Not kids. Making queer <laughs> kids. Thank you. <laughs> we're just dancing. We're just, we're yeah, just, yeah. We're, not, yeah. we're listening to which, Bob Mold. We've been cool the whole which time. Right. <laughs> which isn't that awesome. Like I want, I want more generations to want to be the cool generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I yes. would love for like each generation to go, okay, we're going to play this different. We're <laughs> yeah. not going to be the old assholes yeah. that like are yes. everybody. Yeah. Yes. We're just going to support the next generation and what they don't give a fuck. Just go. Not yes. in the world anymore. Take it. Yeah. Like, Agree completely. I, I, I have total faith in these kids. Yeah. I because when you're starting with rubble, it's yeah. destitute. No way to go but up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's destitute, but there's light in there. There's hope in there because you're like, well, they fucking blew it all up, but we get to build yeah. the thing we want. Yeah. Yeah. And like and watching like like right now, what's going on, uh, what's going on in the Middle East, which I feel like is just it, it, that's an evergreen statement we make in our lives. Um watching, watching not just our not not just the people we would hope would speak up but watching these kids go no this is this is genocide this is ethnic yeah, yeah. this is wrong yeah. correct and we have to speak up that's that's what humanity is about is speaking out against that i i i would think from the position of the iron roses y'all have to be like probably you feel a great deal of hope knowing like this is these are these channels are moving in the right direction. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah. are, are they... It is it is a great hope that at some point, I mean, like you said, it's an evergreen. It's just been it's my whole life of Same. Israel and Palestine, you know, yeah. but you hope that at some point generations of Israelis and Palestinians finally go enough. Yes. Fucking yeah. enough. You know? Yes. And and they start to find real solutions instead of putting into the hands of old, fucking out of touch pieces of shit that just want power. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They offer no solutions to these kids. Yeah. No. It's just bombs and guns and war. Yeah. Now, uh, Becky, because I know you and I had discussed this from the the you know the parent thing. Yeah. How having it having. Do you, do you see, like, do you feel like, I think it's progressing in the right direction? I think a kid, if you have a trans kid, is that trans kid going to be safe? Like, what is, what is your, what is your assessment? I think, I think that we're certainly in a better spot to parent gender nonconforming children now than for 10, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I also think that we still have a lot of work to do. And so, you know, generally speaking, my daughter, the people in her age group um, are very accepting of her unless they have parents who are pieces of shit and have passed that down to to their children. Yes. Like, you know, my, my daughter, you know, her entire school uses you know, administration included uses the proper name and um, for her, like, and the proper pronouns for her. And I think that's 
those children are teaching us how to parent them because they are so I agree. more yeah. well-adjusted as people yeah. and more open to exploring who they are and what that means, not just for them, but the kid next to them. Um, that's why I keep talking about, like, they will save us. We have to keep them alive long enough to do so. And you yes. know, that is where the challenge is right now is making sure that even my daughter knows that she is loved and supported, but not every trans kid her age does. And so how yes. can we parent by default? I don't know if that's the right term, but like show mm. those kids that even if they're not safe in their own homes, people like myself or my daughter or even Nathan can model what yes. an adult queer person looks like and what potential they have for their life that they can just hang on yes. and be all of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, it, but you know, and with that, Nathan, you offer a unique perspective. You, 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 you can offer a, you can offer a, a unique perspective to a kid who's, who's figuring themselves out. And man, that's the part that fucking bumps me out is we all went through, we all, we all went through the ebb and flow of your body and your mind changing. And yeah. how many kids could have been saved from themselves? If yeah. somebody went, it's a, you're fine. Just yeah. to figure, figure out who you are. How can I help? And I would extend that even to kids who realize that they were cis and straight. Yes. Is that the confusion and the horrific, like, just gender roles and shit that are inflicted on these kids that even when they're like, okay, well, I'm cisgendered, I'm straight, this is who I am. Yeah. There's still trauma. There's still like the shit from like not being able to explore certain little areas and things to see if it was even them or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I remember, like, when uh, my son Alex was little and in daycare, um, the daycare group had to call me and be like, okay, look, we have some dresses and sometimes the little boys like to wear them. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't I be okay with that? What's the problem? It's like, yeah. well, there's some parents that aren't okay with it and we have to not let them do this. It's like, gross. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, Sally's wearing pants, right? Honestly, like, (laughs) like Alex, my son, Alex is probably the most boy boy you've ever met in your damn life. Like it's trucks and video game, like blue and, you know, it's insane. Like how boy he is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, um, but when he was younger, he loved wearing dresses. Mm -hmm. So he'd just wear dresses all the time. And he even went through a time where he was a little confused and like, didn't know who he was or what he wanted to be. Yep. And that lasted probably about three days yeah. of yeah. Ha- letting him wear girl clothes until three days. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need this. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just let them do it. You know, let, yes. let them explore and figure it out and they'll figure it out. Yes. It, 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 it impacts. It unravels. I mean, you both know this as parents. It unravels so many things. Like my, yeah. my son, we've, I mean, this is pretty, we're open about this on, on, on this show. My son, uh, a couple of years ago went through, uh, uh, he was in a crisis unit for 10 days, um, uh, you know, uh, after, you know, a suicide attempt. And um, he came to us saying, hey, I'm I'm real fucked up and I'm I'm going to do something bad and got him help. And how wonderful that he did that. Yeah, that he could. I, feel safe I, hey, we're lucky, right? Yeah. Like 
My wife well, and I do you not probably created an environment for your child to feel safe. And, and, and we did. I, I'd like to think we did. Uh, and that's what my therapist says we did. So I'm going to take, <laughs> take him at face value. We'll give you the applause for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though in my head, of, you know, I mean, all of these things that came, came kind of get laid out with that, where uh, he, he went through these stages of, of, of these parts of him were like, he was wearing dresses and I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like I like yeah. no nobody cares. Like these aren't th- these are not important issues. Yeah, who you are inside, figuring out who you are, being comfortable in your skin. It, whatever is put on top of that means not shit. And yeah, watching, knowing that that didn't factor in for my son. It was pain and dealing with mental mental illness was the was the root of that. Oddly enough, I feel I feel good about that, or there's relief in that. Where it's like, well, it wasn't a it, it wasn't a fear of being who he is. Right. There was no fear of that. And if we can, if we can allow them to just fucking live, just let them yeah. be themselves, we can probably start taking better steps towards addressing mental illness and mental health and suicide prevention because we've eliminated this ignorant like this it's ignorance it's ignorance it's bigotry and pulling that out of that shit no fuck that that's you are who you are we need to address the sickness like why why do you why do you feel that you shouldn't be here because it is it's illness and i know both of you have seen varying degrees of that and (laughs) it i i gotta think that where you're at musically does that does that weigh on you as you're as you're writing and putting this together? You're like, this is this is heavy stuff, but it's it does it, it is it it feels necessary? I would assume. Yeah, it just feels natural, you know. It just yeah. comes out and putting those heavy lyrics and ideas to a more bouncy, fun music, joyful, mm. joyful music. Yeah, it creates this like you don't get to take away our joy. Yeah. You don't get to stop our celebration. Mm. And that and that makes the heaviness seem a little lighter, you know? Absolutely. It's like, we're going to talk about this stuff, and it's heavy shit, but we're not going to get brought down by it. No. No. You ever seen how mad a bully gets if you laugh at them while yeah. they're being an asshole <laughs> yeah. to you? It's oh, like yes. kind of principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just disregarding their ignorance of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't take you serious. You know, it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think all three of us are on the same page of every time one of these these, you know, these conservative, whatever they are, they're just head. They're just blobbing. Yeah. I know that we all all three of us are probably like, I, like, you're, yeah, yeah. You're offering no solutions. You're just same talking. shit over yeah, and over. Again. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't listen. Um, yeah. What to pivot? What is punk rock and hardcore given each of you? Ooh. Jesus, <laughs> the good stuff. Hopefully, not the bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like the trauma. Right, 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 right. right. Not right. shitty bank accounts and that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I mean, it it just gave me a sense of belonging and a sense of I can do this. Like, you know, because like punk and hardcore music is sort of like for the kids that don't feel talented. You yes. know what I mean? Even though we are, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and you can make a lot of really cool shit with three or four chords. 
Yes. Yes. And so it's it's that I, I was saying this the other day that punk rock is maintaining the youthful audacity that honest music can create change. Yes. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's you know, when you look out at this sea of vacuous plastic bullshit in the yes. music industry. And then you hear an honest punk or hardcore song. I, I mean, the, it's undeniable the difference mm. between those things. Where you're like, "Oh, I'll take that every time." Yeah, I want. <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's um, funny because I've been thinking a lot, actually, in the last couple of days about the term "scene" itself, mm-hmm. and how mm. I would prefer to use the term "community." Mm-hmm. as opposed to scene because there's like a weird like elitist capitalist thing that I, I don't know if it's just me but that is attached to that for me and I would prefer to think of like what we do as being part of a community yeah yes um, and it's funny that you say like the, that some of the things that you talked about because my experience with both punk and hardcore up until this has been I have felt like I didn't have a place in either. I wasn't cool. That's why I am so adamant about creating a space because like I had a million bands that I wanted to see, but I didn't go see because I was afraid that I didn't know enough of that band to be there. Or somebody would look at what I was wearing and say, what the fuck is she going? You know, Mm. she does not have a battle vest on. Why is she here? Or, you know, like even I went through a very like, trust kill fades back in the day like even those shows like i could you know dig into like the most aggressive parts of my psyche that needed worked out but i would go to shows but i would still feel weird about being there like i don't belong here so my relationship now it's been very healing to be in one of those bands and yeah i I do belong here. I do deserve to take up space here. And I'm going to make damn sure that everybody else who wants to see us never has to feel the way that I did. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's, and those are, those are beautiful. And you're giving two different versions, but it, yeah. it all, it all, <laughs> you know, it all funnels into like a, a hopeful, hopeful viewpoint. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get, you know, honestly, Nathan, that's what has drawn me to the music you've made. I love punk. I love hardcore. I like singing. I like melody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, call me crazy. Yeah, I want a vocalist that I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like, yeah. and I, not that I can't, I, I I came up with, with all of the, the, the heavy shit too, you know, like I went through the victory records phase yes, and the, yeah. the trust kill, you know, the whole thing, but I'm drawn to that. And it, it does make you feel sometimes to your point, Becky, where you're like, I feel a little, you feel kind of ostracized a little bit where you're like, that sort of appeals, but I don't feel like I'm really a part of it. Yeah. Imposter yeah. syndrome. And <laughs> and I think the Iron Roses have created a, see how I bring it back to the Iron Roses? Yeah, uh, cre- like <laughs> yeah bring it on back. <laughs> uh, brings it back to that, that it, you've created something accessible that is that is also giving them a home it creates a sense of belonging and that's what punk and hardcore has always been is this is your community i i agree with you entirely scene is a yeah it's a word you know like it's because at the end of the day a lot of times outside of a national spectrum your scene your your scene is your community 
Yeah. It, it's where you live. The bands that you see the most are the people you're, you're hanging out with. And yeah. I, I, it's important to take stock of that because the communities are what are going to exact change. Yeah. Yeah. And you survival. Know? Yeah. Nobody yes. can yes. without a community. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. Um, so to kind of start winding this down, one thing I wanted to ask because I get so much hope from your music is why, uh, what are you hopeful about? What are you hopeful for? And what drives what, what, you know, the music you're continuing to write and you're continuing to write protest music, but it is from a place of, of hope and being inspired. What, uh, what, what, what makes you hopeful now? What's keeping that flame lit? Well, individually for me, um, I am very driven right now by the fact that I have just put out an album with, you know, the most I've ever been on an album in my entire life. And I just turned 45 a couple weeks ago. I am on a stage with my best friends, but I am also a, you know, mother of two. Like I've gone through a whole lot of trauma that has tried to not allow me to survive, but my kind of comeback story, I know it sounds so cheesy to put it that way, but the Mm -hmm. hope that I can model that for other people that you don't have to do, you know, a certain thing or be a certain thing at a certain time of your life. Like you can literally flip a switch anytime you want and go after the things that you've been dreaming about since you were fucking five-year-old little girl, like like, four, six-year-old little girl. (laughs) But for me, that's what's driving me. Right now, it's like I am achieving something that I have always wanted, and I'm achieving it at a place of life where people wouldn't normally expect. And so, I'm able to model that for other people to show them it can be done. As a much younger, lady, oh my, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've still got a lot of life ahead of me. Um, You're in second puberty. So it's it's a good point. This is a good Nathan's point. Like 16 now. But I think that, you know, sort of the same in that um, what inspires us is this working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know if we understood that this would work until the album came out. It was like, I mean, I remember like a couple of times it's like, I think I like it. Yeah. I think I like it. I mean, I like it. God, what if they don't like it? Is this going to work? What if nobody likes it? What if it just, you know, just blows up in our fucking faces? And so the fact that it hasn't and that there's all these new opportunities coming up in 2024 is already looking fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like it, like it's great. I, I think yeah. what's inspiring us right now is that it worked. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yes. like we look at each other and like, really? That's what worked. Like, you know, like Maybe all we had to do was just control. be honest and like, yeah. Fucking let go Who'd have thought? Who'd have it? Like, <laughs> All right, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Just gonna be ourselves then, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, and it, like, it, who'd have, who'd have thought that authenticity would would? would right, be a, yeah. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh. Um, I, 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 I have to ask this too, uh, because this is personal. I don't give a shit what the listeners think. I want to know. <laughs> fuck you, listeners. Oh. Yeah, fuck them. They, I they, feel like you, know, listeners. <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> uh, Sorry. What? What are your favorite? What, what individually? What is the song when it's in the set list? You're like, mm, let's fucking go. 
Tonight's gonna rip. That's a good one. Uh, that's a good question. Because we all got the one. We've all got the one, you know, where you're like, I've got, I've got a few songs off this album that I just get excited for for different reasons. Um, like, uh, one of the songs is "Soldier of Fortune" because mm-hmm. it just it's got that fucking yeah, yeah, like feel to it. Yeah, but. Also, I really look forward to both Justify the Lie and The Hustle because mm. they're a little bit more laid back and groove oriented. Okay. And so yep. there's a lot of this in the set. Yeah. And having that moment to just go, ah, and like just feel it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yep. oh, God, okay, I need to breathe for a fucking second. <laughs> like, <laughs> Although I am very young, I <laughs> have to breathe. Um, but at hearts of fire i know and raising hell and, and revolution kid, summer every song summer. on the album right yeah now. i mean go from one to two, <laughs> one to eleven i just it's, yes that's the thing too is like there were plenty of songs we'll put it this way there are plenty of songs that we are gratefully kicking out of the fucking set list yeah. from like my old stuff yeah. just Understood. like fine get them the fuck red done with them yeah. you know yeah but there is not one song off this album that we don't get stoked to play. Yeah. You know, some of the other songs, it's like, okay, well, if we have to extend the set a little bit, I guess we'll throw this in. But yeah. this album, and, and that's why we we play it front to back because it's arranged yeah. fucking perfectly. It like, is. So, it was like when we went to be like, well, how will we play it live? We'll just play it how we play it on the album. <laughs> yes. it, it flows perfectly. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. So... There's no, there's no song on the album that has disappointed us live that war where we're like, oh shit, that didn't really yeah. translate right. Yeah, like, there hasn't yeah. been that song. I was so. scared of that, and it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You literally wrote a set list album, which yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is very proud of that. They, yes. I'm sure they are going to gloat off of that for like. I will. <laughs> that was like we actually. That was like we we did a lot of work around that. Yeah. We had a lot of conversations about you know, should it be this? Should it be this? And, and at the end it was like Nathan and Phil and I were like having like zoom meetings, like, okay, like make your case for how you want it. You make your case for how you want it. And then we're going to try to figure it out. So it is perfect because we blood, sweat and tears fought for it to be perfect. And there are two aspects of this, because I want to give Pedro his due diligence as well, is that the songs, we also play them at the same, like, Sometimes, like with bands, you have to have your drummer on like a click so that you can keep everybody going. Yeah. And um, and we when we went to play this album live, I'm like, fuck, we're gonna have to play them a little faster than we. Yeah. Do. And Pedro's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I purposefully set these clicks in the studio to live speed. He's like, I dare you to try to play it faster. <laughs> it's like, and then we try. I was like, no, you're right, you're right. Same speed, tempo, everything yeah. like that album is a live album that was basically a live set done in the studio oh that see and that's and the the one one thing (laughs) becky that you said that i i know anyone listening that has been in a band or is in a band the conversation of track listing is such a motherfucker because in your head well this is how this record's going to come out and then your guitar player is like well i got it this this and this way because of this and then you're like questioning yourself you're like yeah that's really good yeah why didn't i think you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but you did 
we went through it and we were like, we would, we would take a couple of days and like pull back and like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. You know, the way that this person suggested, and then we'll kind of revisit. And at the end, it really just came down to like Nathan and Phil and I were the ones that were very passionate about yeah. how the order should be. And the others yeah. were like, I get this, but like, I, I could also take it this way. So yeah. it was like, we need to, and we had to do it over zoom so we could see each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yes. Uh, Cause it's really easy to take texts out of context. Yeah. Oh, you can't text that shit. No, no. we're all very <laughs> getting some arguments that way. So, <laughs> but it was funny because I, one thing we all hands down agreed on that we started with Screaming for a change is first. Revolution yeah. summer is last. There is no yeah. fucking argument yeah. there. Those are the that is obvious. Like you know, uh, it's just filling in the middle. Yeah. Like, yes, and that those are great bookheads. I, I personally, raising hell, raising hope. Such yeah. a good one. That gets me here. And revolution yeah. summer is fucking. And yeah. and yeah. I, screaming for a change has the best. Like when you hit that hook and that chorus. Yeah. Fuck everything else that's happened around you that day. <laughs> you feel they gave, right? Thank you. Yeah. They they gave you the, they they gave me the chorus to get me through the rest of the day. Yeah. Fuck everything else. Everything is shit. I just heard that chorus and I'm like, yeah, fixed it. You can't fixed tell me it. nothing. You'd be absolutely shocked to hear the first version of that song. Because it's really not that. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. It, it took a lot of work to get to that song. It well, was, it got to a perfect spot for what it's worth. Yes, it did. And I'm so proud of it because I remember putting it out and the response we got from it. And then I reminded my bandmates, I went, hey, remember this? And they were like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad it didn't stay like that. It was like this slow reggae. Like it was weird. It was weird. It was, it was I'm blown away by this. It was not great. Like, it was I not. mean, obviously we have a lot of reggae like influence in yeah, what we do and stuff. Yeah. But that song in particular seriously almost got thrown out. Holy shit. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was and like, now you can't even can you think of a different can you even fathom something else opening the record? No, no, no. Absolutely Same. not. I can't Same. think of first single, first song, first everything. That is the fucking song that defines this whole first fucking video. Album. Like it yeah. was like we are, we knew. Yes. You hear that song, you know, all the components of this album. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. And mentioning the video. This is why Zoom's important. So I can see all of a sudden, all of a sudden an elephant dart. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the uh, I, I I have a silly question for Nathan, mm -hmm. but it is from a, a listener of this show who lives in Japan, and they know that we're interviewing okay. about the Iron Roses. But this is a very specific fucking question that I'm like, I don't even okay. know if Nathan can answer this. The <laughs> Legends of Wrestling video game trailer. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? Wind up. <laughs> it was either wind up or it was victory. I can't remember. I, I know okay. exactly what they're talking about yeah. because we were on that. We were on a Tiger Woods game. Yeah. Um, okay. Tiger Woods was definitely wind up. The Legends of Wrestling one might have been victory, but I'm not okay. sure. But it definitely was a label decision that got us there. Okay. That And I kind of figured that was probably, a, yeah. for lack of a better term, oh, a corporate fucking move. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> 
I'm not talking about that fucking piece of shit movie. About my favorite superhero in the world. I could go on for hours. I am very mad at that movie. I was so excited when we were told we were going to be on the She's already fucking cracking up about this. I was so excited. It's like, my favorite superhero, Daredevil. Oh, my God. I'm a nerd for Daredevil. Love Daredevil. And that, the TV show, mwah, Redemption. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, but when that fucking horrific... What's that motherfucker, Ben Affleck? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Mm, it came... I was so excited. I have a gold record because of that album, because yeah. of that soundtrack. Yeah. And I don't have it in my house. because i hate it so much i won't have it in my house um mm. i love the idea of you seeing ben affleck and being like fuck you yeah yeah. for real for real i would i would go fuck yourself yeah and ben doesn't get a pass just because he's been seen wearing hardcore t-shirts we get no passes i don't give a fuck what bands he likes i don't give a fucking ruin daredevil Gives a shit with fucking Ben. How I will dare say you. How I, dare a, you, sir? As a fan, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, Can't believe this is on the soundtrack, but also yeah. like, oh, the, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, w- last question: What are you both listening to right now? What's got you? What's got you, you inspired? Talking? What's that? Oh, you don't mean literally right oh now. My god, <laughs> I said you talking. One ball. Yeah, ball. one ball. We we were actually earlier this afternoon. We were lovingly, frustratingly talking to each other about how this one song from a band called One Fall has been stuck in our head for days. And yeah. One Fall is a punk band from Salem, Massachusetts that we're friends with. We actually had okay. them come open our album release show. Um, yeah. Um, Helen, the woman who fronts that band, is fucking amazing. She and makes us cry and when we watch we, them play. Yes, we literally stand there and cry during their yeah. sets. But... Um, they also played fest, so it was fun to like. They flew in for our album release show, and then we got to all play together and like cheer each other on front row yeah. style at fest. And like, I, I love them as humans, and I, I, they just dropped the new EP, so I'm very excited to see what their future holds. And yeah, and I switch back and forth between One Fall and Chris Condi. Oh God, it's we the love him the too. Year of the Queer. It's the year of Amazing hip hop artist. Uh, Chris Conley. Okay. We got to play with him in. In New York for the benefit. In show. New York, we did a benefit show for LGBT kids. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he played, and again, made us. If we cry. weren't laughing, we had tears streaming down. Yeah, our face. like oh. during a rap set. Yeah. Like oh. it was amazing. Absolutely. You're moved, you're moved. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. If you can be moved by a gentleman who has a song called Come on My Beard. You can be moved by anything. Hey, look, who are we? Necessarily that song. I'll be honest. It wasn't that song. We were crying. (laughs) Chris is very in his power and very unashamed of his body and his person. And and like just witnessing that on stage was very healing and just it. Yeah, we were in broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight, makeup streaming down, streaming down my face. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. We're okay. We are mentally fine. We cry constantly. It's all right. 
<laughs> I already told Becky I I can cry all the fucking time. I was on. <laughs> These are the bands we like because they make us cry. <laughs> Check us. Check. I I I told I was telling my wife yesterday. I was literally on the stationary bike listening to to your record, sweating and fucking crying you know just <laughs> overwhelmed you know like and i'm like what are you doing wes what are you being awesome being rad being awesome yeah just just working doing cardio and crying working it all works some shit, you know working through some shit it's all right but, hey when you're 44 if you can comfortably sweat and cry at the same time a walk oh, yeah. away going i'm Hats fine off. yeah i'm fine yeah i'm good yeah 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 Get it Comfortable out. with that. Uh, <laughs> where can everybody find y'all on the internet? Tell them where to find you. We are most active on Instagram because we are under the age of 60. So yep. you can find and us over at, the age of 30. So <laughs> you can find us at the Iron Roses. Um, that profile has a link tree where you can click it and find all of the other places that you can find us including links to spotify please check us out on spotify follow stream on spotify that does help us people mm. um there's a lot of conversation around that but it does it does help us to yeah. have people listening on spotify um there's also links to our personal profiles on our link tree so you can come be pals with us i attempt tiktok I do not because it overwhelms me. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it, but I do it. I get it. I get it. We are, we yeah. are also on Facebook. Um, yeah. If that's your thing um, or your mom, thing, let her know. Any, any boomers out there checking out Facebook? <laughs> 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 any any elevated, elevated thinking boomers? Correct. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to create some minion memes for you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Iron Roses, uh, your, their album is streaming everywhere right now. Uh, and I believe yes. you can still pick up physical copies from Iodine. Yes, you can. And there's a Buy second pressing about to happen. There you go. I know there's plenty of vinyl, there's plenty of vinyl perverts that listen to this show. Oh, I second love pressing. that term. Vinyl that's what I call that's them. That's what I, call, I call myself that. I I call our listeners vinyl perverts. I yeah, like, we're yes. we're using that. Yeah, we're using that. It, it, that's what we it's are. Gonna get me into it's going to get me into some weird clubs, but I like. It. Look, we're all horny for some seven inch that came out in fucking Denmark by some dipshit band from your chat. Like we all do it. Let's not act like we don't with how we all are. You know that? Do you know that seven inch from Denmark? You know, oh, like, I know yeah. him. Yeah. I know that seven inch from Denmark. <laughs> so pick up physical yeah. copies, buy merch, go see the Iron Roses when they're in your town, get inspired, get moved by it. Becky, Nathan, this has been a personal honor, and I'm so glad you were here. Thank you. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to say goodbye here. We're going to end the recording, and then I'm going to say a proper goodbye to both of you. So, okay. Uh, okay, we're ready. All right. Great. In the meantime, everybody have a great week. We will talk to you next week. Why did we ever meet? Tell it to my face, don't.